time 2020 this is episode 136 the q a podcast my name is anthony and sitting right across from me as always via zoom is my pal de quincy oh thank fucking god this is the end of 2020 this got to be the worst year in recorded human history man <laughs> I think but right. but shit if, if since it's our last podcast of 2020 and there's no one I would rather talk to you at this time than you. So right back at you, brother. Um, and as you can see, I've already gotten the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his Zoom background is is uh basically him in orbit. It's Anthony in space. I finally figured it out, and uh, I'm, I'm starting to have some fun with yeah. <laughs> the backgrounds. Damn, too much fun. I'm gonna have to wrangle you down. Um, so we're here talking about basically everything that we've missed in the last three weeks, I think. The last podcast was on the 6th, and now it's this one's coming out on New Year's Eve. So, uh, well, first and foremost, Happy New Year's Eve to everybody. Happy New Year's. Um, thankful for all you that have listened, shared, and, um, and done everything with the podcast. Oh, speaking of which, I forgot to do my little podcast casting spiel because i was on the wrong page uh you can listen to our podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher and anywhere else podcasts are getting away for absolutely free 99 if you could give us a five-star review if you don't give us five stars we just assume you are a mega hater <laughs> and that's all i got it's your turn go um yeah man man what i'm you? sorry sorry let me do let me yeah like <laughs> how was your christmas man uh, it was good. It was, you know, low key. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, nobody getting together. So, yeah. Um, dinner on Christmas Eve. Um, didn't really eat much on Christmas Day because I was still kind of full. Mm-hmm. And um, just relaxed all day, pretty much. It was weird, like having all this time off, like, and, uh, uh, like, there's, there really like really wasn't anything to do <laughs> not at all and, and i mean like honestly i i i got sick on sunday um came down with a cold cold or cold <clears throat> no just a cold um so i'm a little still a little congested but uh you know i feel good you know uh, like never really you know got too sick it was just mm-hmm. yeah just a cold really just kind of a sinus thing and uh so so that really you know kept me like home as well like you know just kind of relaxing and just resting and stuff so so like sunday i mean i watched so much football i hadn't seen this much football all season of course the texans you know no surprise let us down yeah uh i had the cowboys are ass i had the exact opposite i've watched no football this week not at all i was not gonna let the texans steal my joy um so over here on christmas day um 
uh, our son. He opened up all his presents. Um, Santa really came through this year. He got he he had a Nintendo Switch on the light ones. He got that last Christmas, but of course he's a child, so it's he's dropped it. Water, water. He's like he busted a damn thing six ways for Sunday. So Santa brought him one the a new Switch, one of those um, Animal Crossing switches that we were able to get. And when he opened up that box, he let out he let out a little streak and then just ran off to his room. Oh, it's like awesome. he watched someone just make the game winning shot. He just took off, and I turned to my girlfriend. I'm like, "Wow, I expected more screaming," and she was like, "Yeah, me too." <laughs> so yeah, he got that. He got a couple of games, um, and then my mother gave him some Lego sets and these um Discovery mind blown sets. One of them has a little planetarium in it. The other one is um. Yeah, the other one is it was this um t-rex skeleton but it was inside clay so you had to excavate it out and so oh, like, you had a hammer and chisel and you had to chisel it out and like once you chisel it out you have to put it together that's so, awesome yeah we did that on sunday so watching them bastard texans and <laughs> um he has another one over here somewhere but i don't see it and of course the lego sets thank he has not opened them yet so there's no chance for me Stepping on them and cursing the good Lord. Oof, thank uh, God. Oh, what did you get for Christmas, man? I uh, got some records from my sister and her husband. Cool. Um, so got a few more records to add to the collection, which is always always a good thing. Um, one I'm really looking forward to to uh, jamming out to is a uh, Deltron Thirty Thirty. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I think it's from like two thousand. Um. I've listened to it a couple of times in the past, but you know, so, but I hadn't got it on on vinyl, and uh, so I'm st- still not, uh, like off the top of my head, like completely familiar with it. Mm-hmm. I just remember listening to it and was like, "This is really, really good." Um, but it is, to be exact, it's uh, an album with uh, Dandy Automator and Del the Funky Homo Sapien, who I've heard before and is, is really good i know that name mm-hmm. that's the name you don't forget <laughs> yeah um and uh was it dj kid koala mm-hmm. i'm not familiar with either but the album the, the album itself is really really good so i'm really looking forward to listening to it on uh on vinyl and, and getting that whole sound and uh hopefully finding something to add to a, a future set list down the line mm-hmm. um and uh, a couple of other good records, uh, Rage Against the Machine, and uh, always good. This other band, uh, Justice. So it was a it was a really cool haul, man. I, I mean, I, they uh, they really came through this year. Good, good, good. I got everything you well, everything you wanted. That's good. So for over here, for my girlfriend, I got her. I got four gifts. I got her a new Switch game. She loves racing games, so I got the what's it called. Uh, Burnout Paradise City. It's a remaster of an old game. Um, I loved it when it first came out, and she'll love it now. Um, secondly, I got her some of those Galaxy um, earbuds, the one that looked like little beans. Mm. And um, yeah, because the one she had before, I, one was damaged, so she needed a replacement anyway. Mm-hmm. And then I got two things from. Um, you know, big ball of shot collar. I got her a necklace and some earrings from K. Nice. 
yeah so uh she was happy with her gifts and then for me um Looking around like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> um, she got me a couple of things. Um, the, the thing, one thing that every guy gets from their girlfriend, something to help them smell good. Like she got me deodorant and and a wash, uh, bath wash. Uh, smells really good. So, nice. um, also, guys, she got me some headphones because the one I, the ones I have, the the touch sensors was going out. So, if someone was at work was come up and ask me questions, I'd literally have to take off my take out my phone and stop it or pull it out of my ear. These these are Galaxy as well. They're not as fancy. Uh, they're Samsungs as well. They're not as fancy as hers, but they still work. The Samsung Galaxy, yeah. Um, and she also got me a uh, a new podcasting setup. It's the uh, Zoom uh, podcast uh, mic pack. Uh, I'm not using it yet. I, I'm going to. Uh, save it for the new year but um it's something that's been on my amazon wish list for like three four months now and i was just waiting for it and then she got for me so uh, i was like super excited i can't wait to use that and uh, there are a couple other things i want but but it's like um I'm very, very happy with the things I got first foremost. And I was looking like, oh, well, now that I got this, what are the Zoom products I can, I can get? And it's like, hey, how about this Zoom mixer? And I'm like, I don't really need the mixer because you need, we would have to be in the same room. And I don't see that happening anytime soon. I need that. I need that vaccine first. No offense to you, but I don't trust, I don't trust no, anyone. No, no, no. I totally get that, man. Oh, have you, um, I think it's the New York Times, they have this uh, page where you can put in your information to see uh, where you are in line for the vaccine. I haven't done that, but yeah, um, you put in uh, your, age, your age, like if you're an essential worker or not and stuff like that and like where you live and boy, how I am in the back, 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 back of the line, man. man. Oh, man. Damn, that sucks. No, shit, you you further back than me. You technically you're not essential. You had you didn't have to go to work. I still did. So you're behind me, bucko. Man, dude, I hate telling you this, but oh what? <clears throat> um, I'm I'm eligible to get it at work. Oh, you son of a bitch! I hate you, man. I, dude, like I feel really bad saying that because it's like, I mean, I, I'm very. Uh, I feel very fortunate that I'm like in this position, but it's like, it, it's so bittersweet at the same time, man. Cause it's like, you know, you know, uh, obviously, you know, I just wish it was more readily available to everyone. Um, but, you know, I work for a hospital and, and you know, they um, not like I'm in the middle of the pack in terms of the hospital as a whole, because lots of frontline workers that are obviously ahead of me and, and you know should be um but yeah I'm, I'm eligible now so i was gonna pull up on you with a ski mask and a gun but like radio i'll have <laughs> yeah. that <laughs> but oh uh, man that's great man. get it uh, is do you need two shots or one because i've heard two yeah two okay yeah they um so so the the Pfizer vaccine, mm-hmm. you take it three weeks apart. Yeah. And the Moderna vaccine, uh, you take four weeks apart. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and honestly, like that and the um, the way that or the temperatures that they're stored 
Like those are really the only big differences that I've seen mm -hmm. about these vaccines. Pfizer has to be stored at a much colder temperature uh, from yeah. what I've read. <laughs> and do you know who's helping out with that? The old Dipping Dots company. Is that right? Yes, because apparently they have the deep storage freezers wow. that they need to get this to keep the vaccine at such a low temperature. They have the technology. That's amazing. They weren't kidding when they said they were the ice cream of the future. <laughs> That's right. I never really got into him. I know we had him at work a few times. But you see him at the mall all the time. It's like, uh, I'm just gonna get some cold stone. I'm not even gonna try or, or Baskin <laughs> Robbins. I'm gonna waste my time. And they're now like, uh, we told you you'd be back in the yes. future. <laughs> Absolutely, um, man. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like both um, oh, one other thing I do on Christmas, like no, you know, we're not doing any gatherings. No one should. Um, by the way, we just had a, uh, earlier today a notification going out for all of Harris County saying, hey, don't do no gatherings at New Year's at any time. So if you're listening to Sound My Voice within the city of Houston or hell, any city, stay your ass at home. That's my story. Yeah. So I had to go over to my aunt's house, you know, just pick up food and get out. And like I went in there and it was just it was uh, my two aunts that live there and it was just deadly silent. I, mm -hmm. We've had deaths in the family and we go there after the funeral and it never been that quiet. It's it was eerie. Was it spaced out too? Yeah. So it was like a. Uh... A middle the first ever middle school dance where it's boys and girls are involved yes except with more <laughs> with more ham yeah but yeah i and i told both my aunts like i can't wait till we all get past that so we can have a gathering next year because this shit is just it's just eerie yeah and um Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's that simple. New Year's, just stay home. Yeah, you know, even before all of this, even before before twenty twenty, I I've never seen the appeal of being out on New Year's. It's never sounded fun. Being stuck in some crowded bar, where you probably have to pay to get in because yep. everybody charges, and you get crap drinks, like. At least what I've from what I've heard, like everything's watered down. Like it just doesn't sound like a fun time. But it's like this is one year where we should all just kind of just take a step back for once and you know just stay stay in. That's it, man. And it's hard. It's hard to say that because you know, I have a lot of friends that are they're in the industry and you know holidays and stuff are big times to them generally mm -hmm. it's really tough saying that like i don't i haven't really like i'll go out the only times i go out to like a bar are the times i'm djing uh, and a couple of other times for friend's birthday but that's it man and you know like i'm not this big spender every time but it's like if I'm not going out, like, I can't imagine the people, like, like, it's hard to imagine that, you know, how many people aren't going out and not spending and stuff like that. You know, it, it you know, it sucks and it, it 
you know, I, I feel, I feel for all of my friends that are, you know, in that, in that industry that, you know, you know, are used to seeing more and more people. They're used to seeing everybody out. <clears throat> and so it is bittersweet for me to say that, like, Hey, stay home. Cause, cause at the same time, it's like, ah, you know, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to my friends as well. So, but, um, but I try to put it all into perspective and, you know, hopefully they do as well. And for me, I've said this before in this mic, and I'll say it again. The shit that was killing people before COVID is still killing people, except now we have less be- uh, hospital beds. So when people right. go out and they get drunk and they get in car crashes on New Year's Eve, and then they go to the hospital, well, instead of having 100 ICU beds, now you only have five. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, you can, well, good luck. So please, people, stay home, stay safe. Like it's not worth it. Just <clears throat> tomorrow, well, not tomorrow, but today when this comes out, run out to specs or your local liquor store, get you some something heavy, go back to the house and and drink into your heart's content and watch the Mandalorian. Right. <sighs> Which have you seen by the way? No, I've seen all episodes of season one. I have not seen any of season two. Um but what I just said, that's my plans for New Year's. Uh, get drunk New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, relax by watching all, what, eight episodes of season two of The Mandalorian. Very cool. Man, that last episode, I tell you, that last episode was pretty awesome. Mm. And this has come from a guy who hasn't seen any of the episodes. No, man, you need to, <laughs> you need to watch. That is a, <laughs> that's a great show. It's one of the best things they've done on Star Wars. It's better than some of the freaking movies, man. You know, you finish, you you watch that and then finish that. And then before you know it, it'll be time for WandaVision, um, the uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki. We've got some good shit coming from uh, Disney Plus, man. Mm-hmm. Um, some not so great shit coming from <laughs> WB. Before we start this podcast, I finished uh, Wonder Woman 1984, and I'll be giving my review at the end. But, um, (laughs) and you didn't watch it. I I suffered alone, and I (laughs) hate you for this. Not much of a review at the end. (laughs) That's how you're starting it. (laughs) Nah, nah. Yeah, this isn't going to be like one of our normal reviews where, you know, we talk about the movie, then we break it down scene by scene because you didn't watch it. So I'll just give my review with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Make it simple. Um, so since I will take over the, at the end, what we decide is what this middle part right here is whatever Anthony wants to talk about in the year 2020. So have at it, my friend. About the year 2020? About anything you want. Oh, man. Um, I know where you're going first. Go ahead. I mean, we got to talk about the passing of one Brody Lee. Yeah, man. Uh, John Huber, John Hubber. I've heard different pronunciations of his last name, but um, yeah, last in AEW is uh, Mr. Brody Lee. Also in WWE is Luke Harper. Um, man, suddenly passed away over the weekend um, at the age of 41. His wife said it was a non-COVID lung issue. Um, and the reports that are coming out, man, is that he had been hospitalized since October. Yes, basically since he dropped the uh, TNT title back to Cody. Yeah. Um, 
and I guess with the holidays and stuff and just, you know, uh, you know, just how it is at the end of the year, you don't really notice that a guy's been off TV that long. Like, it just seems like a thing. Like, at this time of year, if you're off TV for whatever reason, it just kind of seems like well, he's probably taking time off or whatever, um, if you notice it at all. But Yeah, and one thing AEW does is, like, if someone is kayfabe hurt, they'll take them off TV to sell it. Right. It's not like the WWE where Sasha Banks gets her ass whooped by uh, <laughs> Bailey and then she's back on live oh, within yeah. two weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's probably the best point from 2020 that you can make about the way they handle their kayfabe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, man, but gone way too soon. Um, you know, this guy. You know, me and you both, we're not, we're wrestling fans, I guess more WWE fans than anything. So it's like, I'm not familiar with his work in, you know, ROH, Ring of Honor, and, you know, the other indies and stuff before he got to WWE. Uh, But I think you agree with me. It's not like we hate those um, productions, companies, or whatever. It's just that we don't have time to watch them. And I, yeah, I'm sure you agree with me. Thing. I'm sure you agree with me. More wrestling promotion is good for wrestling as a whole. Mm-hmm. So we're not one of those guys who say, "Oh, fuck it, if it's not WWE, it can eat it, it can suck a dick." No, it's like more, more competition is good, especially for a titan like WWE who who's been known to the wrestling and laurels. And and even and you know, it also gives wrestlers more opportunity to make more money, more exposure. So you know you're on AEW or Ring of Honor or New Japan, then you can come to WWE with the bigger name and get the bigger bucks that you deserve. And not only that, you know, guys like him and, and even the guys that are in WWE now, mm-hmm. you know, they were all wrestling for these independent organizations at a time when social media wasn't as explosive as it is mm-hmm. now. You know, it's like, I can tell you all the different promotions now, but they're all probably either defunct or barely hanging on and, and are well past their heydays when guys like Seth Rollins and CM Punk and uh, Brody Lee and Daniel Bryan, all these guys were making their names on the, you know, on the indie scene. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like an indie band. It's like, you know bands that you know aren't discovered until you know a certain point in their careers <clears throat> when they get discovered and you jump off right so um so you know we didn't know anything about him coming into wwe and, and but man once he you know made it to wwe made it to television um you know however you think he was handled um, whether he should have been, been booked better or whatever. In my opinion, obviously, yes. Mm-hmm. The guy is hands down the best modern day big man in pro wrestling. Well, you know, he was the best, like, from, I guess, 2000 to, to present, you know, the, the best modern day big man in, in pro wrestling. I mean, this guy had it all size and athleticism and not freakishly athletic but just could go he could wrestle for his size and he was entertaining 
you know, put on great matches. Um, and when he had a chance to speak, you know, he made the most of it. He was, you know, pretty uh, didn't get a lot of time in WWE on the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, but from what I saw in AEW, it was really solid. And uh, man, just um, I think, you know, obviously could have been utilized way more in WWE and, and uh, but still had a, had a really good run and um, really made an impact on everybody there. And geez, look how many fans are fans and former locker room mates are uh, still talking about him. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw Xavier Woods after Raw, the speech he gave about Brody's life and how much he meant to him and like hearing that from him. And then after he was done seeing our truth just like pull him in for a hug and hold on to him, like that entire thing just brought tears to my eyes. Um, AEW is going on right now. They're putting on a uh, celebration of a life show for him. And uh, I always say this, like when these, these things happen, they're the most beautiful things that you never want to hear. And I say it because people say these beautiful things about you and it's awesome, but it's just a reminder that you're no longer here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I, a, oh, sorry, go ahead. In a, you know, yeah, in that same manner, it's like, it's also like just this cold, but really awesome reminder, like cold, like bittersweet reminder that, that man, in my opinion, there is just no, stronger or just cooler bond than the bond of a pro wrestling locker room because whether you're working for WWE the big time and you're traveling the world and you know you're you have access to to different sights and sounds and stuff like that that you know uh, come with the perks of being working for the WWE working for Vince McMahon or whether you're just traveling the road in some independent for an independent for some independent organization, you know, driving around some busted up car, just the bond that these guys and girls forge together, man, in in those trenches and those those high points of the career, those low points of the career, like it's just unmatched, man, and like it's you don't realize how many of these guys are friends behind the scenes, and it's. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that Big E is still tweeting about this guy. I mean, he, his feed has been nothing but stories about him. Mm-hmm. Yo, t- today, uh, Xavier Woods like just retweeted AEW's tweet about their show having their having tonight. He was like, "Hey, yeah. we all just all need to come together and just watch as a family. Doesn't matter about ratings or anything." It's like, I I love that, and I hope I pray to God no one in upper management says a goddamn thing about it because if i'm trying to celebrate someone that i loved and i knew and you come talk about oh, you can't do this with other company i would deck you in the fucking mouth i don't think that's gonna happen uh, you know i hope you're right and and also at the same time i don't think that's gonna happen um excuse me uh i don't know if i don't know if you saw but um on WWE's Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, they posted the picture, you know, the condolences to him mm-hmm. or the, you know, uh, in memoriam picture of him. Uh, it got, I think, 1.3 million likes. Mm-hmm. 
and I read somewhere, I don't know if it's confirmed, but I think that's the most liked post in WWE's Instagram, like, ever. Oh. So I don't think they would, like, uh, I don't think they're going to cause any trouble with, with these guys retweeting. Yeah. And anything. I've, I've seen people, like, um, having complained a little bit about how Raw didn't seem to do too much for him. I mean, of course, the wrestlers had armbands, um, both Xavier and um, what's his name? I'll, not Ali, the other one. Ricochet did his mm-hmm. This Is Clothesline. Um, of course, the well, 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 you know what day it is. Um, you know what that means. You know what that means. You know, what, it's Monday. You know what that means. Mm-hmm. And WWE really just kind of, you know, they they didn't have the Tim Bell's loop. But for me, it's like, if I'm WWE, I feel like that should be AEW's honor. Like, they should have the first, just because we're on Mondays, right. he's still AEW's guy. They should have the honor of, you know, doing the Tim Bell salute and doing everything to to honor him first. They should have the big thing. And then maybe we'll, we'll do something both Monday and Friday. Right. And but, if anything, you know, Honestly, I, th- I feel like WWE was in a no-win position there because yeah. they didn't do anything and they took some heat. Yeah. On the other hand, they let's let's be real. If they had done something, they probably still would have gotten heat. Yeah, upstaging, you know, AEW taking advantage of the fact that they their show is first. You know, those criticisms would have been there too. So it's like, you know, it's a no-win situation, and I think they took the better. I think they went about it the better. They chose the, the lesser of two evils, I think. In that I think the only way they could have saved face if, like, Vince McMahon, literally, like, it has to be Vince, comes out either with a press release or even a tweet, be like, we will honor Brody Lee on, we'll do something small Monday and something larger on Friday, but we want to make sure that the big thing happens on Wednesday night on AEW. Yeah. Like, if he came out and did that, like, Monday, Monday yeah, Monday before uh, Raw, like they would have got so much goodwill. Mm-hmm. Like it would have been unprecedented, that's yeah. for sure. I'm like, yes, we respect him, we miss him, we understand his passing, but we want them to to honor him first. Mm-hmm. And I think you know they they let their performers pay tribute. Mm-hmm. Like you said, throughout the show, they peppered in all of his, you know, his moveset, his mannerisms, his catchphrases. I mean, they, you know. Yeah, even Retribution, who we rag on all the time, when they came out, they were doing his his entrance from when he was with the, um, in the Whites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I mean, they, they let the, the company as a whole do, I think, mm-hmm. enough for. Uh, to not upstage AEW, yeah, because you know AEW obviously has a lot of big plans that they've you know already advertised and um, as as well they should. Yeah, and um, man, it's just difficult. I want we both want to send our our prayers out to his family, his friends, and i know it's a difficult time for all of them gone so soon at 41 and um i just counts a really good guy man yeah one of the best and um all around good wrestler a great man even better father 
and uh, we'll miss him. Absolutely. All right. What else do you have? So <laughs> I'm tearing up over here. I'm crying. I'm not even going to lie. So I need you to pick something that will lighten the mood. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I'll tell you what I'll do. Mm-hmm. Let's see if this works. Uh-oh. Should I be looking on Zoom right now? Are you watching? Yeah, I'm watching. Okay. Uh, hey, how about that? <laughs> hey, what do you know? Ladies and gentlemen, he changes I've, I've back. Touchdown. <laughs> he changes background to a very beautiful beach. Hey man, any anywhere anywhere but here right now. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Sorry. I'm letting you go. Go ahead, go. Because okay. I have I have I have the review, but I also have something else that I, I just thought about that I want to say, but I'll go ahead. Um well no, I I think I think it's good for you to take over. I you know, we've we spoke we spoke a lot about Brody Lee and, and that was really important. Mm-hmm. Um and honestly I'm just looking forward to the fresh start for a new year. Yeah. Um just uh just hoping for nothing but positives going forward. You know what I'm looking for? My goddamn stimulus check. <laughs> oh man, it uh. might be coming. Well, I mean, uh, they're starting. They're supposed to start hitting. Yeah, some people got theirs last night. People have been getting theirs this morning. Um, mm-hmm. I hope I get my zero today or tomorrow. Uh, just he changed the background again to the Aurora Borealis. Oh. Um, it's just crazy that. We are the richest nation on the planet, and people are going to get eight eighteen hundred dollars for what? What's it been? Ten months? Yeah. And it's crazy. It's it's not even crazy. It just infuriates me to no end to see. There are so many Republicans who are just dead set on not giving people money and not just money, it, their own tax money. Right. I feel like one of those, uh, those insurance, um, I think it's JG Wentworth was like, it's my money and I want it now. God damn it. Mitch McConnell is our money and we want it now. Right. I don't know if they say those words in those commercials. But well, I'm the same sentiment. Because you're seeing people get desperate out here. You know, uh, Yesterday, the city of Houston broke 400 murders. I did not know that. Yeah, it's like the highest in 10 years. I'm like, I'm not surprised. This is going to be in every major city. People are running out of money. They need to provide for themselves, their kids, other family members. Eventually, you it's either starve or rob. Mm-hmm. And that's the situation people are right now when you you either got to you got to get it any way you can and if you're you lost your job you're out here doing everything possible to get another job no one's hiring your damn um uh apartment complex is about to kick you out because you're two months behind on a rent like what the fuck are you gonna do you're gonna do what you have to do and that involves taking someone out that's what it's going to be and i'm not saying it's right i'm saying that's that's what people what are going to do yeah that's what's going to do it's just the, 
it's the unnatural, natural progression mm-hmm. of things. And I think like nothing's really gonna happen unless people just run up. We gotta be like the French. We just gotta run up on a Capitol building, like run up on um the the house the no not the house the senate just run up on the program that's what's got to happen once we put the guillotines out that's when we get our money and because nothing's they don't give a fuck man they keep doing this this stuff election just screwing over people hiding behind religion and they keep getting sent back to do more terrible evil things and there's no i'm so sick of this whole republican party hiding behind god and religion it's like you cannot believe in heaven or hell and treat poor people this way people out here starving they're losing shit they're having to sell whatever they can to make to get by another day people are about to get evicted out of their houses and you refuse to give them two thousand dollars or give them six hundred a month in unemployment and then one senator Yesterday was yesterday or two days ago. No, yesterday. It, his reasoning was, well, we can't give them this much money because then they'll. This were literally. This is his explanation. They'll go out and pay off the credit card debt and make purchases on, on Amazon and stuff. And it's like, bro. So you're saying we, you don't want to give people money so they can a get out of debt and b keep buying shit to keep the economy running? Like, how does that fucking make sense? Yeah. And and then like other like economists worry that if you pay them two thousand dollars, then they're just gonna keep the money and not spend it. And it's like, do you know any poor people? Like, if I got two thousand dollars tomorrow, do you know how many bills are getting paid? You know what extra shit I could spend on? Because I've been lucky, like this entire year, I've been so blessed. I didn't have it like. I kept up with my bills, the apartments, you know, the rent on time, food in the house. We got three goddamn animals in here. And like all I've been like, I got two raises and a promotion this year. And it's still been like the one of the worst fucking I've never made more money in my life. And that includes when we were working with the Astros. So working two jobs. Mm-hmm. I'll still make more money this year than I ever did. And this shit sucks. I want people to get more money. Like, even if if you came to me and told me everyone else would get $2,000 and I would get only $600 or I would get nothing, i sign up for that in a heartbeat just to make people's lives easier. It's gotten to that point, yeah, where it's like, I'm looking at it as like, well, you know, I don't necessarily, like, uh, it's not a necessity for me to get this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if I get it, it'd be, nobody's going to turn it down if, if the opportunity presents itself. But it's at this point now where it's like, if it comes down to where I have to choose whether or not I get it or someone else isn't, then I'm just going to choose not to get it. So way someone else can get it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm in the same position with you, man. I, I've, you know, work has been nothing uh, nothing but nothing uh, but where i'm working at where i'm working from has changed about work like yeah. i still work for the same company i work from home now um and you know i've been very fortunate that 
that my company kept everybody. Um, and so <laughs> Shit, my yeah. company hired more people. <laughs> we had to hire more people, man. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's good too. Um, but yeah, if it got to the point where they said, okay, well, we're going to give people this money, mm-hmm. but you might not get it because you've been fine this year. Say, okay. That's, you know what? As long as somebody gets it, mm-hmm. somebody who needs it. Yeah. Who needs it? I may want 600 or $2,000. I don't need it. It's not like I'm sitting here. I'm like, I am refreshing my bank account to see when that 600 hit, but it's not like, it's not like I'm sitting here. Like if this 600 don't hit, I don't know where I'm going to be sleeping next, next week. For me, it's like this 600, when this 600 hits, I got like three credit cards are going to go down to zero. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) I've been working, worked so much damn overtime this week. They're probably going to go up to zero. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dude, I almost got 20 hours of overtime this week. This is no, this pay period. I'm sorry, not this week, wow. this pay period. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, because I had to work Friday after the Saturday after Christmas and the Saturday after New Year's. I work both of those days. And so that's, and you get paid for Christmas. We get paid for Christmas and New Year's. So that's 16 hours of overtime right there. That's right those two Saturdays. So, like, yeah, I'm going to have, I'm going to have money and like, like, we're going to be, I'm going to be good over here, but people, desperately needs this yeah for way more important things that, than than on my agenda and like the one asshole holding up mitch mcconnell like the brokest people in america are in kentucky like the town where he's from i think they said the i'm sorry kentucky i think they said the the um the medium um salary yearly salary was something like nineteen thousand dollars if i'm only making nineteen thousand a year shit is rough we is struggling we need that two thousand more than anybody and this golden looking motherfucker will not give it to us and it's just I'm sorry. I know I take over. I just take no, over. no. Hey, but it's like it's, it's just like it needs to be said. How can you call yourself a Christian? How can you say that this is a Christian nation when people are suffering, millions are suffering, and you can't lift a finger? Not only will you not lift a finger to help them, you intentionally get in the way of relief. And then that's what that's one fucking thing that kills me. I'm sorry, I'm going on a rant on the government. That's one fucking thing that kills me about people because, well, both sides are bad. Both sides are evil. Both sides. Fuck off. Okay. If you really pay attention, if you pay attention to the country and you think both sides are bad, you are a fucking moron. Because if both sides were the same, we either be, we, be the Jetsons or we'd be back in slavery if they were both the same. And they're not. The Republican Party, it's just, there are no good Republicans and sit, sitting in Washington. I refuse. There's no way that you can sit up there and talk about, we can't pay people this and then turn around and do all the shit they do when it comes to keeping black and brown people from voting and hiding 
your need for um, abortion, quote unquote, uh, you don't want abortions, but then you don't want to give people increase increase wages or insurance or anything else. So when a woman has a baby and her husband dies, she's she's fucked because you don't care about that. You're only pro-life until the baby is born. Then it's good luck, little Johnny. Yeah. So get back to the point. If you think both sides are saying you are a fucking moron, I'm just sick and tired. There's one side, like the Democrats are not perfect. I'll be the first one to say that. But my, my example I use is, it's like if you lost your job the Democrats will feel bad for you and at least take you to like Subway and help you look through the classifieds. It's not a job, but at least it's there for you. If you lost your job, the Republicans say, well, you got to pull yourself up by your boot scraps, little Johnny. Good luck. Oh, by the way, that rent's due in three days. Like, I could never be a politician because I would be the first one on the floor the first words on my mouth after every discussion would be like hey what the fuck are you talking about bro like they censor me so hard we kind of need that don't we no we need someone to go there beat these motherfuckers like a cane like we used to like it's the 1800s get a cane and beat the shit out of one of the motherfuckers the problem is they got the good health care so they'll survive also the last unorthodox candidate the last what the, un- the last unorthodox unorthodox candidate oh that fucker i can't wait till january 20th <laughs> i hope after they fumigate the white house they sage it like kyrie Irving did get all the juju bad juju up out oh, of there boy. man yeah real quick hey before we move on to your Ye- to your review yeah on a lighter note i guess mm-hmm um <laughs> over under uh or before or after this season mm-hmm. James Harden is traded from the Rockets. Oh, okay, let's talk about this. He's got like three years left on his contract, if I'm not mistaken. He's not going anywhere. He doesn't have the leverage. <laughs> <laughs> and like they're not gonna tra- like he can't afford to sit out. Because if he sits out, then the um, the packages that the Rockets get offered goes down, and they just won't trade him. So he has to play. And if he keeps playing like he's played the last, what's it been, two games? It's been two games or three? I believe two. Yeah, it's two games. Then the the call the cost of the brick gonna keep going up. And you know what really what really fucked over other teams? Sorry, that uh, Drew Holiday trade. When he got traded to the Bucks, and it took three first-round picks and two pick swaps, it's like if that's what it takes for Drew Holiday, then James Harden, a MVP, a former MVP and a perennial MVP candidate, he's worth at least ten first-round picks. And I can understand why Stone, the GM Stone, is just like, no, you gotta bowl me over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't like. I don't know where he's going if. Philadelphia doesn't throw in Simmons or uh, Miami doesn't throw in either, both Hero and Robinson and maybe even Bam, Bam. He's not going anywhere. And yeah, I know his his trade request 
the list of teams keep getting longer and longer, but where is he going to go? Like, seriously. How, has there... Like, the team he wants to go to, he wants to go to the Brooklyn Nets. You go yeah. look at the Brooklyn Nets and tell me what they have to give back to the Rockets. I have no idea. Like, yeah, he, he wants to play with uh, KD and, and uh, Kyrie Irving. And this... Who, who is left on that team that the Rockets would take back? You think I'm taking back Spencer Dimwitty, another guard, and a bucket of uh, first-round picks that are going to be in the low 20s because you got three superstars on your team? I'm not taking that. Yeah, and all these first-round picks are talking about, like, he's going to make some team better. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You're going to so, go there and make a team better, so that first-round pick is going to be somewhere in the, what, mid-20s, to 30 range. I don't want that shit. And Philadelphia is already a good team. Yeah. What first round picks are they going to offer? Even with Ben Simmons. Again, they've, they were what, two years ago in the Eastern Conference Finals? Mm -hmm. That Kawhi shot knocked them out. Yeah. Which again, I I caught, I turned the channel just (laughs) as he was letting the ball go through. Oh, you caught it at a perfect time. Holy cow, this is the most insane thing I've ever seen. But yeah, I mean, what what good are these draft picks if these are if he's in, if he's going to already playoff contenders, mm-hmm. championship contenders? Like, I, I just you know I've been hearing all these like potential pay, trade packages, and I'm just like, what? How does any of this make any sense? Yeah, so that's why I th- I, I don't think he's getting traded this season. I think they're just going to keep him run out the season and uh, play out the season, see how he plays with both John Wall and Boogie Cousins. And, but, I don't know. I still think, like, okay, I'm going on record right now that I think that the finals matchup is going to be Lakers-Nets because they just, both of those teams look uh, great, especially the Nets. Um, quick aside, Nets, I was completely wrong about Kevin Durant. I thought it would take a while for him to get back into the groove coming off that Achilles injury, but he looks he looks great. He looks like he hasn't missed a beat. That shot is still there, man. Still wet. Still yeah. wet. And um, his defense, you know, because Achilles, it's more about your side-to-side motion, like your quick cuts and stuff like that. And he still looks good. So not worried about him. Um, actually, I think my biggest worry was like, well, if KD isn't KD and Kyrie thinks that he needs to be the man, how's that going to work? Because mm-hmm. K- Kyrie is great if he's a number two. The problem is he's a number two, thinks he's a number one. Yeah. And we saw that in Boston, how that worked. So as long as Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant, they'll be fine. And the Lakers are so good, it's ridiculous. Has there ever been a situation where like a superstar got traded to just, or what's preventing the Rockets? Is it is it a good faith deal that they're just not trading him to like a bad team that can give them a top five draft pick? Well, I think even a bad team, if you put James Harden on it, it's no guarantee it's going to be a top five. Mm-hmm. Because even like you go back, look at those Houston um, rosters. When he first got here, their first two or three years, he was surrounded by Jeremy Lin and Omar Oshkic. Oshkic? Oshkic. Oshkic. 
yeah, there are some bad teams and they still found a way to be playoff relevant. Mm-hmm. So even like it's got <laughs> it would have to be like a complete shit team that you would trade him to around the trade deadline so you couldn't have any kind of upward effect on the record. But by that time, the bad team just wants to stay bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm tell you, these good teams, unless Philadelphia puts Simmons or Miami increase their offer, there's no there's no team he's going to get traded to. I don't see him getting traded to Portland. I don't think they have enough to trade back. Boston, I don't think they're going to give up Tatum or um, – ah, damn, who's their other player? They have another great player on their team that, whose name escapes me right now. In fact, let me go look it up because it's going to know me. Boston Celtics roster. Tayton and Brown, Jalen Brown. They're like, mm-hmm. I don't think they're, I think both those guys are still young enough to, you can believe in, even though I believe Harden would definitely be an upgrade over Kimball Walker. And I'm trying to think what other team, there are a couple other teams on the list, but I just don't see him get traded. Yeah, I mean, at this point, Shouldn't you just let just make him play out this contract? And yeah, then, you can you got two years plus an option, just run it out. And then at the end, he's he's gonna be what 34 at the end of the contract? Yeah, uh, yes. Let me look up James Harden contract. Sorry. So it's I mean it's not a huge risk you're taking letting a 34-year-old James Harden go. As opposed to yeah, you're right, 34. The he's 31, got... 32-year-old James Harden. Mm-hmm. And by then, you should have a game plan. Okay, we're going to lose him in two years. We need to be ready. Mm-hmm. And that could be better than any trade package you, you get at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, this to me, it just seems like that should just be the way to go. Mm-hmm. You're still going to make the playoffs these next two years. Maybe. Uh, who knows? At least make the playoffs. And so it's going to keep your team relevant. And uh, who knows? It could give you some goodwill with players who see how you handled the situation. Like, this guy didn't want to be here, but we couldn't get rid of him, so... Oh, I for Spencer Dimwitty tore his ACL, so yeah, I heard Even, yeah. Yeah, you just go down his list, the, the list of teams that he has on here. It's like, okay, the potential hardened and fits. This is from the athletic. There was a couple weeks ago. The Brooklyn Nets, we are talking about they don't have enough unless they put Katie and Kyrie in the trade, which we're not gonna do. The 76ers. Okay, so Amori has said they're not trading Ben Simmons, so screw it. Um, the Heat have already said they don't want to make any run because they don't trust him around their culture, which, fair. It's Miami. <laughs> it's Miami. I mean, Miami might be the only place worse for him off the court-wise than Houston. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Boston, Ari Sarah, Jalen Brown, and uh, Tayton, they don't want to trade. 
and then the Portland Trailblazers are on the list. Denver Nuggets. And then the Raptors. They're not on his list. They're just on this list in the article. I just don't see him getting traded because I don't – I really don't see a trade because the teams he wanted to go to, they don't have the pieces to trade for him. And the teams that actually would have like the draft picks, he wouldn't want to go to. Mm-hmm. So I think he plays out. I think he plays out the entire year in Houston this season. And then next season, since he'll have one guaranteed year plus an option, if he comes and says, hey, I'm not going to pick up my option, next offseason will be when they trade him. Okay. <clears throat> well, that's just my guess right here. Oh, that's so hard. Mm. All right. That's all your rockets talk. That uh, makes um, that clears up the situation a little better for me mm-hmm. than, than who are these people called Woj? What is this guy? He's called Woj. And uh, who are these other people? Shams and the, the guys who actually know what the hell they're doing? Those guys? Yeah. You're Not some knucklehead on a microphone? <laughs> you've cleared it up more than they have so far. No. All these reports, so. What I do is take their information and just break it down to make it simple. That's all I do. Hey, it works. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, keep keep it going. Uh, thank you. Um, anything else? This is still your segment, my friend. I'm I'm ready for your segment. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984. <sighs> Okay, so like I said earlier, not going to do the scene-by-scene breakdown because A, you haven't seen it, and B, there are other podcasts that have done it and done it better than I would doing it solo. Uh, And C, or in three, uh, (laughs) it just came out not even a week ago. Yeah. yeah. Time to to watch it as well. So this is a no-spoiler review. Oh, no spoilers? What do you think? I, I I don't know. I know you haven't seen it. Are you going to see it? Probably not. Hold on, let me look. But I'm just saying for people out there listening. Okay. I will not spoil it. And if you let me know if I come if I do anything that's spoilery, I'll uh, go back and edit and put the bleeps in. Okay. All right. So I'm trying to figure. All right, let's do good. We'll do good, bad, and and strange. So let's start with the good. The good in this movie is, uh, huh? <laughs> fuck say, oh, you're just saying. Oh shit, you really scared. I thought I said some spoiler. You some bitch. All right, go back. Um, the good part is the acting, for the most part, is great. Uh. Kristen Wiig, I know people worried about her being a comedian actor, taking on a serious role, and I just want you to know 
no worry. You don't need to worry at all. She she does have some comedy bits and she handles them great because of who she is. Um, and the serious shit, she does great as well. Like she knocks her role out of the park. The only person she comes in second is Pedro. Uh, what's his name? Pedro Pascal. Oh boy, he is. I think Gordon Gecko, but like a not successful one. He's like he's constantly working, trying to prove himself, everything like that. He's like he's endearing. He's funny. You you'll hate him but you'll also understand where he's coming from by the time the movie ends so real quick i will probably go and i should probably watch this movie because that guy is good in everything he does yeah this i love he take he gets to take off the helmet from the mandalorian and he just hams it up he chews up the scenery and he's great at it so he's great uh like i said chris wig is great and also chris pine He's he's charming. He's a very charming individual. Period. But in this movie, he does great. Um, Gal Gadot. You know who she reminds me of? Linda Carter. No. It's it, uh, uh, going football. She reminds me of Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at Kirk Cousins and you see him do practice, looks the part. Looks like a quarterback. Seems like he should be able to do everything on the field. And then when the game actually starts, as long as he's not asked to do everything, he's serviceable. But once you have the game on the line, it's it's a toss-up. And more often than not, he fails. That's what Gal Gadot is in this movie. Like, her acting is... It's gotten better than what it was in um, Justice League. Mm-hmm. But she's still not the person that should carry 90% of a movie. She's she's not that... She didn't have that acting tour de force in her. And I don't know if it's because English... I don't know if English is her first language or not. A lot of times people who, you know, you're speaking a different language or speaking in a different accent that will affect your acting ability. But she's one, she's an actress that if she's in in an ensemble, like she was in the Fast and Furious movies, or she has other strong actors around her like this movie, like she's serviceable. But if she's asked to carry the whole thing by herself, you see the flaws. She's from Israel, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, English is probably not her first language. And she she, struggle, she struggles sometimes. She's still, I would say, as an actress, she's probably around that C plus, B minus level. So, it's it, you'll see scenes where she work, she's um, acting across Chris Pine or um, Pedro Pascal, and you'll, it'll be noticeable. But she's serviceable, like Kirk Cousins. I would love for you to po- pose that as a a, a survey on Twitter for your followers who <laughs> follow sports <laughs> and see if they get that reference. Uh, I will. I'll do that tomorrow after I put the uh, podcast. I'll make sure I answer that. 
Um, so, because that's a, I've, that's a great, um, that's a great way to, to pose, um, to frame like some actor, you know, like to really make you think. Cause I've, you know, I've only seen a few of the things that she's been mm -hmm. in. So it's like, now I'm thinking like, is, is Kirk Cousins like, is that an appropriate compare like comparison? Like kind of makes you think. Think about the cousins as well. What was it? What was it two years ago when he was in the Vikings and they were made a deep run in the playoffs? And it's like they had uh digs. Yeah, yeah, everything around him, the defense, digs, um the wide receiver, the running back, everything around. Yeah. And now, yeah, no, it's the white dude. Yeah, Thielen, yeah. you're right. I'm yeah. sorry, Thielen and the running back who name escapes me. I know it's not Alvin Kamara, but he's pretty damn good. Um Alvin something. No, it's not him. Dalvin oh, Diamond Cook. Cook, yeah, and so and the defense was shut down a couple years ago. They almost made to Super Bowl. I think they made to the NFC Championship. Mm -hmm. And then you know they trade Diggs. The defense takes a couple of steps back, and it's they this year they get knocked out. They don't even make it to the playoffs. That's how it feels like. As long as everything is is serviceable and up to great around them, both. Um, Cousins and Godot, it's great. But as soon as they have to hold the movie up by by herself, or Kirk Cousins has to go eighty yards to score a touchdown, that's when shit gets dicey. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, that's a feel. Um, oh, that's basically all I have for the good part. <laughs> okay. Um, the weird part is how they brought uh, Chris Pine's character. Um, ah, Jesus Christ. What was his name? I'm sorry. Trevor, no... wasn't, it? wasn't it? Steve. Steve. So the way they brought Steve back, because, um, spoiler, he died at the end of the first Wonder Woman movie. Which uh, I still haven't seen. Still haven't seen. Um, quick review for that one. Wonder Woman is great. It's okay. It's not great. It's good. If you like the uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, you'll like this one. Um, the no man scene is great. The problem with that movie is the third act just falls apart. So is it 2018 Kirk Cousins? <laughs> um, this is more like Matt Schaub. Remember when he was great and then he just broke down at the end of his tenure? He, yeah, it's like that. I was like, but yeah, it's still, it's still, uh, shit, I was going to say it's a top tier DCEU movie, but that doesn't mean too much. The first Wonder Woman movie, it, go watch it. The No Man's Land scene is great. Great. You'll enjoy it. If you like Captain America, the first Avenger, you'll like that movie. Going back to this movie, um, so the way they brought Steve back is quantum leapish. Mm -hmm. So uh, they bring him back, but he is pos possessing another man's body, which someone tried to. Uh, I heard people were not complaining, but. Not happy with that. It's just weird. Okay. No, and honestly, because they said there was no consent. 
it's no consent for the guy who bought you, you took over. Right. So that's what he takes over this guy's body and to everyone else in the movie, he looks like this guy, but to us in the audience and to Diana, he looks like uh, Chris Pine. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm going to, I'm spoiled. So there's a scene where they're in bed after, you know, doing the thing. And um, it's just, it's just weird. It's like, yeah, you see this guy as as Steve, Chris Pine, whatever. But in real life, this is a completely different guy who has no choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. Like, Steve is using this guy's dick <laughs> to, to fuck you. But this guy had no consent and said, fucking, you just use the dick. You just use the dick. So that yeah, was strange. Yeah. Just, just use my dick. I had no consent. Use my dick. So yeah, that was strange. Um, that might be as spoily as I get. Okay, so might let's be saving get some people from seeing that. <laughs> yeah, it's just creepy. And there's also a scene where this was in. Um, they released this shot like last week. No, two weeks ago before the movie came out. A week before the movie came out, whereas Diana fighting these tanks and she has to um, stop in the middle of the battle to basically become Spider-Man and use her lasso to whip around a missile to fly over to these kids, these um, these brown skinned kids, these Middle Eastern kids to save them. And this scene has has rubbed people the wrong way when you consider Good uh, Gal Gadot was in the Iranian Royal Forces, I believe that's the correct term, and all the shit that I'm sorry, Israeli, Israeli Special Forces. I'm sorry, and all the things that happened in the middle and over in that area with with Israel and Palestine's and I'm surprised she's been she was cast all this time ago, anyways, in the first place. Well, she she looks apart. She definitely looks apart. Yeah, but considering where she's from, like that's a contentious. That's a point of contention for a lot of people. Yeah, I think they just hope that people either don't think about it or hand wave it away. But it's one of those things where, like, you're literally saving these Pakistanian children. They're Middle Eastern, but for the sake of this argument, Pakistani children when. Literally, the Israeli forces have bombed the shit out of Pakistan and killed children, and you've been okay with it. So, it is a problematic scene. It's also all right. So, I'm gonna get into the 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 problems I have with this movie, and there are four huge the four huge problems, but huge to me. And one of them has to do with that scene and another scene where she's running through the streets of Washington. I don't know what it is with the DCEU movies, but they cannot get running down for shit. <laughs> like it first happened with the Flash and the Justice League movie where it looked like he was skating on Marvels. And in here, it's like she's running 
like the first scene like that scene i described the one where the with the kids like before that before, right before she saved the kids she's running down a highway trying to catch up to these tanks that have maxwell lord in them and just the way she's running you can tell that it's on a treadmill on a green screen it's so obvious and it's like you and i both watch uh Civil War, Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. And that scene where Captain America and uh T'Challa are running down the hall the um highway and that shit looks completely a hundred percent natural. This stuff right here, I don't know what they're doing, but it just looks completely un unnatural is the best way I can put it (laughs) like whatever running speed like they film her running and then crank up the speed a little bit and then show her fast it's like whatever formula they have it's just terrible like it you can it it takes you out of the movie it's that bad both times when she's running in the desert on that highway and then when she's running in DC on the streets of DC later on. Um, also, the CGI is this also goes when they're running. It's, I don't know what the hell they spent $200 million on, but it obviously wasn't their computer graphics department. <laughs> like the fight at the end between Diana and Cheetah, um, it's just bad. It's not like Matrix bad, but it's just bad for it being a movie that came out in 2020, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the big thing had running and his CGI issues. Um, other issue I had, the length of this movie. This movie is ridiculously long. <laughs> so I made sure to check before I came on here because I didn't want to be completely wrong on this. And uh, Marvel's Infinity War is two hours and 40 minutes. Wonder Woman 84 is two hours and 31 minutes. Good Lord. How is your single, I almost said single player, your single person movie almost as long as that um, ensemble movie? And it's crazy because also there's like, there's how many action scenes are there? There's... There's a first action scene where the flashback when she's a kid, the second one where she breaks up the the thieves in the mall and all this stuff is in the trailer. So I'm not breaking anything. The third one, the scene I described earlier where she uh, fights uh, uh, Maxwell Lord skies in the desert. And then the last scene when she fights Cheetah, there are like four major action scenes in a two and a half hour movie comic two and a half hour comic book movie jeez and like all of them are like maybe oh there's also the one where she fights in the, in the white house so that's five and i think all of them except for the white house one or they're like short that's maybe five heard. minutes that's, that's a big thing i've heard about it so like there's like one it, there's like one part of the movie where there's literally an hour and some change between fighting scenes. And it the movie just drags on. And it's not like there's a um 
scenes that need to be cut and taken out of the movie. It's just there are scenes that are just too fucking long. Like there's scenes like where she comes back to her house and it shows stuff around her house where like she still has pictures of um of Steve and she misses him. And the entire scene is like three four or five minutes and I'm like you just need one sweeping angle uh, one sweeping camera shot to get all this and get it out in 90 seconds I don't know why we have to see every goddamn we have to cut to every different picture that she's taken either of Steve or things that happened that or like pictures of after the war to like her going to the ranch the Steve ranch it's like can we just get one sweep shot? Yes, we know she missed the nigga because apparently he gave her the greatest dicking down and all of dicking downness. This this movie is just ridiculously long for no reason. And going back to what I just said about Steve, that's no issue. That's issue number three I had. Everything that Diana does is because of Steve. It's because of a man and. Wonder Woman is supposed to be like this feminist icon where like she can go and she can she can be any beat anyone she can take down anything she has no problem she doesn't need a man to provide for her but this is like the entire thing is like oh I miss Steve Steve is the love of my life Steve I need Steve I need him back oh you're back Steve I love you never leave me again Steve it's like I know you didn't see the first movie but they were together for like a week. Like, how great was the dick if you're in love with this man after, like, five days? <laughs> like... Something to aspire to, I guess. Like, I suppose. I am like I need to know what he <laughs> what he we did. He needs to give lessons. He needs to write his own version of Karma Sutra. Because whatever he was doing, them five days, he had her digmatized for 70 fucking years. Dick to bomb. All right. <laughs> go back to the <laughs> go back to the movie. Like everything she does is because of Steve Trevor. Like later on, when she like, okay, I don't want to spoil. She learns an ability, and it's because of something that he said that pushed her to do it. It's like, is everything about this man that you knew for, like I said, not even a week, and it's been sixty years, Diana, and. Canonically, in the comics, Diana, Wonder Woman, she's bisexual. So you couldn't find any other male, female to get on with. And no, sorry, seventy years because it's from the end of the World War One to nineteen eighty four. So it's been seventy years, and you're still pining over this man. Instead of saying "dick to bomb," you don't want to say "men are." the prize if you got an amazonian woman fall in love with you after five business days and she's still dreaming and missing you after 70 years then she gets you back and you get to she's okay with you dicking her down with someone else's dick you are the prize that is a lesson for 2020. 
and then my fourth reason. So I went over. I went over. I said this, uh, this running CGI. They've had, always had this problem. The length of the movie, the fact that men are the prize in the feminist movie, and then the biggest issue I see: there's no reason that this movie needs to be set in the eighties. They have this movie set in the 80s and they don't even use 80s songs. And this is coming from a guy who doesn't like 80s music. (laughs) But you can't throw one Prince song in there? Right. Like one? Like we talk about, we talk, you talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. What's the first thing people mention? Soundtrack. Exactly. And like, I know the 80s, like it gets overlooked in terms of like fashion and music compared to the 70s and the 90s, but there's still some hits in there. And you couldn't, you couldn't put that in the soundtrack. Like you couldn't license that shit. So like that just, it, you have this setting that you obviously want to play around with and you didn't do it. Yeah. And you know, not to be too harsh, but mm. Prince is no longer with us. He's not putting up that much of a fight to license <laughs> his music. Yeah. And, not as much as he used to. And one other thing that killed me, it's Washington, D.C. in the 1980s with no black people. I think the only black people that I saw in the movie were at the in the mall when she's rescuing people. There's like a kid, there's a black child and her mother. And then like near the middle of the uh, movie there's like a police officer talking to his walkie-talkie and like okay i don't know if Wasn't you know the mayor black at the time barry and barry yeah <laughs> like okay tangent whenever i watch movies i always like to think that they're in a separate universe than ours so that's why things that happen like magic and shit that happens in other movies i it helps me explain things to myself so I want to know what were the events that made it possible that there were no black people in Washington, D.C. in the 1980s, Washington, D.C., a.k.a. Chocolate City, a.k.a. <laughs> you literally have to go somewhere else to get away from the black people because they're in Washington, D.C. What? Man, now I kind of got to see this movie to see like all like just, and then they're they're just plot holes. There are plot holes in this movie that just completely break with what we saw in Justice League, or even Batman versus Superman. Because in the first Wonder Wonder Woman movie, she has her sword and shield, mm-hmm. and this movie she doesn't have it. She's like, oh, I don't need anymore. Blah 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 blah, and she gets this magical suit of armor the golden armor that you everybody see in the previews mm-hmm. and then in um in batman versus superman she has her sword and shield again she doesn't have the goddamn um armor it's like that's what 20 25 years in the future from this movie it's like where'd it go like you're making plot holes in this movie and then there's one where she, oh, man, there's a part that happens in this movie that she gets a power that in this movie that she never shows in BVS or 
Justice League that I can remember. And it's like, okay, did she just forget that she knew how to use the superpower? And then, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil this. This is a minor spoil. So, in Batman versus Superman, Bruce explains that she's like Wonder Woman. She's basically a myth. Um, no one's seen her. <clears throat> um, no one's seen her. There's just this one picture of her from World War One. Otherwise, there's no documentation or anything. But in the movie, she first off, she saves a bunch of people in, in the mall. A mall in fucking DC. And yeah, you can sit here and say, oh, she used her tiara. She knocked out the cameras. Then motherfuckers say, recording? Two, she goes to the White House. <laughs> you telling me the most protected building in not just this country and the world didn't have any kind of security tape rolling. And then there's a part later on in the movie, in the movie where in order to save the world, she has to speak to the world. So you're telling me that people heard her voice in 1984, saw her in the White House in 1984. No one put this shit together. She was just a myth until Batman versus Superman came out in 2000, whatever. Like this movie creates so many fucking plot holes in the DCE universe, DCEU universe. And like I, they're not gonna go back to explain it. You're just gonna have to live with it. Yeah, they never do. Yeah, because they already said Wonder Woman three is gonna take place in, in present times, which is fine. But it's like this stuff. If you want to play around in the past, that's fine. But you need to a make sure it ties in with everything else if you're doing a connected universe, and b have. Play in the time you're in. You like they get the fashion stuff down, but they don't get anything else. Yeah, that's. I mean, you would think they would take advantage of that. I mean, that's a huge. That's that's a huge pop. Like that's the the opportunity for the the cheap pop. Yeah. Also, the opportunity to sell either records or get the plays of your um, soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know. Just, like, it's not the worst DC live action movie that we've seen. That honor either goes to Justice League or um, Suicide Squad. I'm trying to put where I would I rank this. This I would put Birds of Prey, Shazam, Aquaman above this movie. Mm. Well, I, I saw ne- Shazam and Aquaman. I really like those. So. Yes. Uh, this is definitely. I would also put the first Wonder Woman movie above this. I haven't seen Man of Steel. It's still it's sitting in my DVD rack. Staring at me, I have not seen it, so I, I that one's. I guess to, to I guess, and I, to put it I, in I, perspective, yeah, most sequels aren't better than the original, so I think that's 
I think it's okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think. The only what comic book movie the sequel is better than the original? Spider-Man 2. And uh Civil War. Oh no, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. That was a sequel. Yeah. And uh uh what? You could argue that, yeah. I no, no, no. That was um uh Winter Soldier was better than the first Captain America. Cause remember that's the second movie. The last one was Civil War. Mm-hmm. And no, uh that- I, I can see that argument. And uh, Batman, the second one of the Nolan trilogy, which was the one with the Joker. Oh yeah, Dark Knight. That definitely that was the best. Um, yeah. The other other ones you're just hoping to be just as good or at least profitable. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, so if I was rating this movie on a scale of one to ten, I give it a five. Okay. Like it's not terrible. It's not God. like it's not like I had any inclination to. Uh, hey, Mari. Good night, Dad. Good night. Love you. Good night, buddy. Um, so I didn't have any any need to just turn off my PlayStation and say enough of this. <laughs> like it was uh, BVS or Justice League. But it, it didn't like hold on to my attention. There were parts of this movie where I was zoned out or on my phone on Twitter, just not paying attention. So yeah, it's a it's so a at the end of the day, would you say it's worth watching from home? Yes. Okay. Like if you like if you're you have HBO Max, I would say watch this movie because you know, even if you don't like it, you can always turn it off and find something else to watch. But if like this was only in theaters. I would definitely say, don't wait for it to come out on DVD or HBO Max. Yeah. Wait, I give this a five out of ten. Um, not great, not terrible. Um, if you are a fan of Wonder Woman, uh, DC Comics, I would say watch this. But if you're not, skip it. Find something else to watch. And hold on one second. Amari, close your door. Thank you. Sorry, he's in there watching. Uh, I think Bob's Burgers, and I, I could yes. just—I have my headphones on. I can hear it, so I'm like, I'm pretty sure the mic can pick it up too. Um, yeah, I went, but like, like you said, like you, I would say you watch it and hold on for as long as you can. I'd also say you watch it because if I must suffer, so must you. Fair <laughs> enough. And um, you, I think you might find some something. I might think you might find some things you like. Um, I just want to say it's a it's a mid movie, but just because you like, there's nothing wrong with liking middle of the road movies like five, six. There's nothing wrong with liking those kind of movies. What's wrong is when you get online and try to say they're better than what they are. Don't try to rope me into your lies. <laughs> um, and yeah, man, I think that sounds all. like you're just. It sounds like you're telling the truth over here, so. I'm just I'll take your word for it over most. I say this all the time about DC. DC can get their comics right, their their anim, their um their animation right. They just cannot and their TV shows, they get those right. They cannot get their movies right to save their lives. And 
No, they can't get their big, big budget movies right. I think mm-hmm. I really think it's they suffer from t- having too many cooks in the kitchen. That's why the Batman versus Superman, Justice League, Wonder Woman, 1984, all those movies are either mid to bad, um, Suicide Squad, bad. But the movies they don't give a fuck about, like Shazam, Birds of Prey, good. Aquaman is probably the one exception, but I think that's because people like Jason Momoa. Sure. Well, yeah, it's like the movies they love and and they actually care about their midland, the ones they don't give a fuck people can sneak in and actually do good work. And surprise everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all I have to say about that. This movie. Um, that's cool, man. I mean, that's that's 2020 for you. That that is that is it, man. There's not much more to say. I wish it was better, but it, yeah, it wasn't. That's probably the best way. To, you talking about 2020 or the movie? Yes. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, yeah, man, that's it. That's my review of uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Bravo. Good job, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I don't know how long we've been on the mic, but we've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Um, see. So I want to talk about future plans. So this will come out tomorrow, which is Thursday. Oh, shit. Today's Wednesday. I forgot to read my new comic books. Um, so let's come out on Thursday and we'll probably we're going to take the rest of the week off. Uh, we're going to put out a new podcast on our plan. We're going to do a new one on the 8th. And what we're going to do, well, I'm going to tell you. So what we have been doing is uh, on Fridays, using that as like wrestling. But mm-hmm. as you see that sometimes we skip weeks because there's just not much to talk about. So what I'm thinking is like we use the Friday podcast to do sports slash wrestling. So if there's a big UFC fight, you know, we've been doing UFC and wrestling together. But we'll also like we'll take time out to do big stories like what i want to do for that friday is just texans let's just talk about the mm-hmm. texans the season where it went to shit and then we can talk about that and then like if there's a big pay-per-view coming up we can talk about a big ufc match or box match we talk about if the rockets do something we can talk about them break down their week so let's do that and on thursday and put down on fridays and what i also want to do is like find some time to do podcasts we record one on a weekend and put it out on Monday, and that could be things like movies, like we do or get back to our movie review, or we can do like if say something a big story happens that's like not sports, like if it's something in po- the world of politics, we can talk about that. And like I want to do, like what I really want to do is have do two podcasts a week, because mm-hmm. once we do that and we do consistent, then we can put some of these ads on here and get this money there you go that's the plan so if you if you follow sports as closely as we do you'll have an idea of what we'll be talking about mm-hmm. if not it'll be a surprise so either way exactly. it's going to be good yeah it'd be a good surprise. and also like <laughs> so i'm making a triumphant return to the world of writing um hey. i already got a couple ideas um probably the first i'm gonna publish um, now I will publish. Uh, I've been writing this. Uh, basically, the Astros just keeping up with the salary cap, 
And um, mm, what nice. I'll do is I'll keep up with the, I'll do like hot st- little things where I just write about the, I was going to say hot stove, but you've seen what the signs be like, been like. So basically just keep up with what's happening in baseball, you know, going to the off season, going to the next season, um, probably go back to doing a little writing about the Rockets. I've like <laughs> writing is like golf. It's this is the best way to explain it. Like, you have to keep practicing and keep doing it. It's just by yourself to get good. And that's how I feel like even when I write, like even, like when I publish a blog, I'm never hundred percent satisfied. Like no matter, no, like no matter, like I did that one Dallas Keiko one and people tell me how much they love it. I'm still like, Oh, well, this one, that one, this could have been better. This could have been tighter. So let's just, yeah, that's just who that's that's just who I am and that's one of the things that keeps me from writing because I'll write something and then I'll just have in my head oh this isn't good this sucks and then I won't publish it so I'm going to next year I'm trying to be more confident in my ability like New Year's resolutions got a couple be more confident read more work out more so I'm trying I'm gonna try, push myself to be uncomfortable hey that's that's awesome man like because that only means you're going to get better because yeah, like I've said and others have said the stuff you put out has always been really good. So that, that just shows you're just going to keep improving from there. Yeah. A good thing. People are like your ass and I'll just block them. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Just more work. Let me, All right. Well, you have anything else you want to say, my man? Thanks again, as always. Thanks for tuning in this year. Um, Here's to a new year. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Stay healthy. Um, Yeah, and just stay strong. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for all the listens in 2020 i <laughs> can't wait to get out of this fucking year and um we will see you in 2021 we're I'm so happy yeah oh wait have you did you change backgrounds again i'm, I'm back sorry in space man oh he's back his face <laughs> he's left it he left me he left me in, in america man the rocket took off <laughs> you bastard all right man and um, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate everyone who listens and tells a friend. And so if you could, oh, you tell a friend and then they tell a friend and then they tell a friend and then we rule the world. <laughs> but now, nah, man, thank you so much. Like, I know I'm, I'm rambling right now, but I'm just so thankful that people actually listen to this and you're supportive and give us the views and like every person who listens to this, you have no idea how much you mean to me right now. Amen to that. And uh, Anthony, I want to say to you, uh, thank you so much. Now you're ever doing this podcast. I love you, brother. And, uh, you know, it's been a pleasure. And let's keep this going into the new year. Right back at you, brother. All right. We're out of here. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies. Thank you.